Today I'm going to be meditating on a concept, and the concept is identity in Christ, who we are and what we have because of our position in Him. And um, so I came up with these through a recommendation that I read about at some point of going through the Pauline epistles and circling every time the word in him or in whom appears in the Pauline epistles, because it in, in that context, it's always telling you, this is what we have because we are part of the body of Christ. So I'm starting in Romans, and I'm just going to go forward from there. So we'll start reading them. Romans 1 5. Through him, and for his name's sake, we received grace and apostleship to call people from among all the Gentiles to the obedience that comes from faith. So we have God's grace to go out and tell people about what he's done for us and that he loves them. Romans 5 1 2 says, We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. So I see that as a bridge, uh, and I've seen you know pictures that indicate it's the cross that you walk across to bridge that chasm between us and the Father. Nothing else could do it, but we can walk across because of what Jesus did for us. Romans 5.9 says, Since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? So again, we are now no longer subject to the wrath of God because of what Jesus did. Romans 5, 10-11 When we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his Son. How much more shall we be saved through his life? Rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. And then Romans five seventeen, Those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man Jesus Christ, because he reigns, we reign with him and in him. Uh, Romans 5:19 Through the obedience of the one man the many will be made righteous because we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Uh, Romans 6 verse 4 Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father so we too may live a new life because we are new creations in him. Romans 6 verse 11 count yourselves dead to sin but alive to God in Christ Jesus so sin no longer controls us we do not have to listen to the the compulsions that come from that we are alive in righteousness because of what he did Romans 7 verse 4 you also died to the law through the body of Christ so the law no, no longer has any dominion over us that you might belong to another to him who was raised from the dead in order that we might bear fruit to God so this is fruit of the Spirit, but it also, as, as Jesus told us in John right before, John 16, I believe, right before he went to the cross, he said, you bear fruit by, like, he, it glorifies God that you bear much fruit. And the context there is answered prayer. So it is, it is goodness and peace and grace and all of the good, the, the promises of, of uh, the fruit of the Spirit. And it is also answered prayers because that also glorifies the Lord. Uh, Romans 7 verse 6, we have been released from the law so that we serve in the new way of the spirit and not in the old way of the written code. Romans 8, 1 to 2, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus because through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. No condemnation. We have that because of what Jesus did for us. Romans 8 verse 9, you, however, are controlled not by the sinful nature, but by the spirit if the Spirit of God lives in you. 
Romans 8, 15, and 17. You received the spirit of sonship, so we are sons and daughters of the Most High God. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. So everything that he inherited as God's son and as part of the triune God, we now have all of that. We have all things because of what he did. Romans 8, verse 30, And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. So you are glorified with him because you love him and because you are righteousness in him. Romans 8, 37, In all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us because he's the conqueror, but we're in him. So we get that too for free. Romans 15:14 You yourselves are full of goodness, complete in knowledge and competent to instruct one another. 1 Corinthians 1:5 In him you have been enriched in every way, in all your speaking and in all your knowledge, so you can have confidence because you have the mind of Christ. And that's also 1 Corinthians 2:16 We have the mind of Christ. So backing up a little, 1 Corinthians 2.12 says, We have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given us. And we have the Holy Spirit to constantly teach us all the things that we have in him. And then 1 Corinthians 3.21, All things are yours. That's pretty straightforward. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 11, You are washed, you are sanctified, you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the spirit of our God. 1 Corinthians 8.3, the man who loves God is known by God. So Jesus said before he went to the cross that the Father himself loves you because you believed. 2 Corinthians 1.20, for no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ, which wasn't the case in the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, we had blessings and cursings, and it depended on obedience to the law. But now Christ fulfilled that. So now every single promise every single good thing is yes in Christ and so through him the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God 2nd Corinthians 2 verses 14 and 15 but thanks be to God who always leads us in triumphal procession in Christ and through us spreads everywhere the fragrance of the knowledge of him for we are to God the aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing 2 Corinthians 2.17 In Christ we speak before God with sincerity like men sent from God because we are, we're his ambassadors. 2 Corinthians 3 verses 4-6 to Such confidence as this is ours through Christ before God. Not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves, but our competence comes from God. So we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, right? This is not our competence, but we have his. We can rely on that and we can have confidence in that and yet at the same time be be humble because it's not ours. He has made us competent as ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. In 2 Corinthians 3, verse 18, And we who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory are being transformed into his likeness with ever-increasing glory. So again, that whole concept that we're getting his glory as we get closer to him and as we look more and more like him. This ever-increasing glory which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. So there's some of that mystery of the triune Godhead there from the Lord who is also the Spirit. 2 Corinthians 4, 1, Through God's mercy we have this ministry. 2 Corinthians 5, 18-19 If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. 
All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. So now go out and tell everybody else what he's done for you because they can have it too. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ. 2 Corinthians 13.4 Likewise, we are weak in him, yet by God's power we will live with him to serve you. Galatians 2.16 So we too have put our faith in Christ Jesus, that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by observing the law. It's all by faith. It's all by grace. Galatians 2.20 I have been crucified with Christ, and I now no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body I live by faith. In the Son of God. Galatians 3, verse 9. So those who have faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. So if you go back to that covenant that God gave Abraham, God cut that covenant with himself way back in Genesis. And that meant that there was nothing Abraham could do to not be a blessing to the entire world, which was the covenant that God promised to him. Now we are blessed in the exact same way along with him. In Galatians 3, verse 14, He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus. He's our bridge. He's what grafts us into that vine so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. Galatians 3, 26-27, You are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. So it's like we put him on like a garment. That's what God sees when he looks at us. Galatians 4, verse 7. So you you are no longer a slave, but a son. Since you are a son, God has made you also an heir. So again, joint heirs. Ephesians 1, 3-9. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Christ Jesus, in, in accordance with his pleasure and his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. And he made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ. So yeah, the, all of those mysteries were hidden from the foundation of the world, but they were made they were made manifest to us. We were un, we began to understood the hope of glory in Christ because we've been given the Holy Spirit. Ephesians one eleven and twelve, in him. We were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity to the purpose of his will, in order that we, who were the first to hope in Christ, might be for the praise of his glory. Ephesians 1, 18-21, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints and his incomparably great, great power for us who believe. That power is like the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every title that can be given, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. So the power that raised Christ from the dead lives on the inside of you if you are in him. Ephesians 2, 4-7 God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed to us, expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. So that's like a, to me that seems like a physics concept, this idea that 
of relativity, essentially, that where he is, there is no such thing as time. We're already up there. We're already with him. We're already in him in some sense. It's already happened. It's all, it's all now to him. That's such an amazing concept. Ephesians 2.10, For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Every one of us has things that, that God has assigned for us to do on this planet, and if we don't do it, it won't get done. Ephesians 2.13, In Christ, Christ Jesus, you who were once far away have been brought near through the blood of Christ. Ephesians 2.21-22, In him, The whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. God's spirit is inside of you. You are that temple. You are that building. Ephesians 3, 12. In him and through through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. We don't have to go before him groveling. He's our father. He loves, the father himself loves us because Jesus has made a way. He has torn that veil that separated the Holy of Holies. We can now walk boldly before the Father, before that throne of grace, with freedom and confidence. Ephesians 3.20 Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. So it's the power that is at work within us that enables all that we ask or imagine. So it's what we're aware of and what we give place to. Ephesians 4:15 and 16. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up into him who is the head, that is Christ. From the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Philippians 1:11. Filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ. So it's fruit of the Spirit and fruit of righteousness is, I'm assuming, probably the same thing. Philippians 4:19. My God will meet all your needs all of them. He's not going to leave any out. He's going to meet all your needs according to his riches, glorious riches in Christ Jesus. And all things are yours. You lack nothing because he lacks nothing. Colossians 1, 13 and 14, for he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. That's so amazing. For Colossians 1, 27, Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's the mystery. Colossians 2.3, Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Colossians 2.9-12, for in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form, that you have been given fullness in Christ, who is the head over every power and authority. In him you were also circumcised, in the putting off of the sinful nature, not with the circumcision done by the hands of men, but with the circumcision done by Christ, having been buried with him in baptism and raised with him through your faith in the power of God, who raised him from the dead. So that circumcision was always to be a picture of the circumcision of the heart. Colossians 2.17 These are a shadow of the things that were to come. The reality, however, is found in Christ. That's where all the redemption is found. Colossians 3, 3-4, sorry. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. There's that concept again. You're already up there. You're already with him. You're already seated by at the right hand of the Father because you were in him. When Christ, who is your life, so he's already your life, living in you here, and you're living in him there. When you Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. And that's what we're, we read about in Revelation. 
Colossians 3.10, put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. We all go from glory to glory. 2 Thessalonians 1.12, the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you and you in him according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. 2 Thessalonians 2.14, that you might share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. 2 Timothy 1.9, this grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. 2 Timothy 2.10, the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Titus 3, 5-7, He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom He poured out on us generously through Christ Jesus our Savior, so that having been justified by His grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. Hebrews, and this may or may not have been Paul, but I'm including it in here. Hebrews seven twenty five. Therefore, He is able to save completely those who come to God through Him, because He always lives to intercede for them. He is your intercessor in heaven now. Hebrews 10:10 And by that will we have made whole, made holy through the sacrifice of the we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. 1 Peter 1:2 Who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through the sanctifying work of the Spirit for the obedient for obedience to Jesus Christ and the sprinkling by his blood. So it is the work of the spirit that perfects us that we are being changed into glory from glory to glory because of the spirit that is at work in us who's doing that for us and teaching us all things. 1 Peter 1, 3-5 In his great mystery he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade kept in heaven for you who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. 1 Peter 1, 21 Through him you believe in God. I love that. So yes, we choose God and yet in some mystical, mysterious way, we also have the faith of God. So when our faith fails, it's okay because we have his faith in us. We can rely on that. 1 Peter 2.24, he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. And by the way, that word healed there, it means physical healing. That's what he took on his body. He took those stripes before he was crucified for your healing. 1 Peter 3.21-22 And this water symbolizes baptism that now saves you also, not the removal of dirt from the body, but the pledge of a good conscience toward God. It saves you by the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at God's right hand with angels, authorities, and powers in submission to him. 2 Peter 1-2 Grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of our, of Jesus our Lord. 2 Peter 1, 3-4 His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness. That's pretty comprehensive right there. Through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. So through the knowledge, through renewing our minds with what the Scripture says, with the, the, the Holy Spirit as our teacher, that is how we receive everything that He's already deposited on the inside of us for life and godliness. We get it bit by bit as we learn about it and as we understand it and as we appropriate it and as we believe it. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them, you may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption of the world caused by evil desires. And then I include, okay, so actually that wasn't Paul either, all of the Peter ones, and then John also. First uh, John five eleven. God has given us eternal life and this life is in his son. So with all of those together, 
If God be for us, who can be against us? What are we afraid of? He's on our side. He has given us everything we need to reign in life, absolutely everything. And because we have access to the throne of grace, he wants us to come boldly before him and make our requests with thanksgiving. That is what we've been given as sons and daughters of the Most High. So I hope that encourages you. Thanks for joining me, and I'll see you next week. Well, the physician comes in and says, tells this lovely couple, hey, your son's not going to make it. But there's a young girl here in the hospital who just delivered a baby girl, and she's given her up. She's going to leave her here. Do you want her instead? That was chart topper Ryan Stevenson sharing a personal testimony on The Walk, a podcast for worshipers. Join us weekly to hear artists, songwriters, worship leaders, filmmakers, and other creatives tell their stories in the form of a devotional. The Walk can be found on lifeaudio.com or your favorite podcast platform.